0: Good day, listeners. It's episode 11. (laughs) Um, Yeah, 11's kind of a big deal to all us woo-woo universe folks out there. So let's go ahead and celebrate. If you're returning, I'm happy to have you back. And if you're new, I appreciate having you here as well. Welcome. Just to make sure everyone's up to speed, You Got This is a podcast where we explore authentic living, seeing things from a higher perspective, and how to balance taking care of yourself and the world around you. The U stands for universe or universal consciousness, and of course, it's a play on the word you with a Y as well, but you have permission to make the you whatever you want it to be. I'm your host, Asia Smith, and I'm a leadership educator, life coach, and intuitive healer. This is not a replacement for therapy. So if you need it, please do what you gotta do to keep yourself well, because it matters to me tremendously and it matters to the folks around you too. So yeah, (laughs) as I mentioned, uh, 11's a big deal. And I'm sure everyone tuning in has heard of the superstitions around 1111 and all that jazz. And in case anyone tuning in has ever wondered what it means or why people make a big deal about 1111 in the first place, long story short, in numerology and metaphysics, 11 is considered a master number or an angel number, and 1111 is linked with synchronicities, so that's chance and coincidence and how all that's connected with the universe. So typically when someone starts to notice that they're seeing 1111 or other repeating numbers, when they look at a clock or a receipt, you know, things like that. It's like spirit is directly communicating with you in that moment and telling you to pay attention. <laughs> Spirit's trying to tell you to be conscious of the headspace that you were in leading up to that moment or or in that moment while you're seeing repeating numbers like 1111 11. and other examples are like 222, 333, 3, 3, you know, and, and so on. But for 11 specifically, that's like a sign from the universe that you're on the right track. It's like a confirmation, if you will. And this can apply to your relationships, your goals, um, etc. cetera. Uh, as I always say, take it as how it resonates for you. Every person's gonna process their spirituality differently and the signs. (laughs) Folks are going to process them differently because spirituality really in its purest form is meant to be something that the individual owns rather than it being imposed upon you. Yeah. Um, Independent thinking, that's that's authentic living, especially as it relates to your spirituality. So anyway... Just wanted to share that (laughs) to provide some context in case it's helpful. But aside from that, episode 11 is going to be a little different from what we've done previously on the show. It'll be a little bit of a show and tell, if you will. So this episode is going to feature a segment called Intuition, Power and Grace from Super Soul Sunday, which is a series hosted by the GOATS, (laughs) which means the greatest of all time, uh, Miss Oprah Winfrey. And she chats with best-selling author and spiritual teacher Carolyn Mace about tapping into your intuition and leaning into your purpose. Um, something that I'm very conscious of, <laughs> reminding myself and making sure that those around me are aware of this. I will never carry myself as if I am all knowing just because I'm an educator, coach, and healer. Uh, Life is my teacher and I'm learning new things and building my intuitive muscles all the time. Uh, As far as growth mindset and beginner's mindset, as it relates to universal consciousness, it is really important that this is something that you embody regardless of the situation or environment that you're in. So this is something that I learned a lot from. When I listened to it for the first time, So I just felt it would be nice to share in case it's helpful for anyone else out there too. Also, y'all remember back in grade school, like elementary school, middle school, high school, and there'll be days when the teacher really just didn't feel like teaching. (laughs) So you just watch movies during class and those were like the best days. This is one of those days (laughs) before you got this. Uh, I've had a lot going on for the past few weeks. So this has been a a nice opportunity for me to still give y'all something, but also take care of myself and get a little bit of rest. So I hope you get as much insight from Oprah and Carolyn's combo as I did. Sit back, relax, get comfy and enjoy. Also, be sure to stay tuned after the sponsor message for the energy reading for today's episode. Be safe. And stay well.
1: 1998. We're sitting in the other studio, right mm-hmm. across this wall. And we were talking about this book. Yeah. And you and I were really into it and having a conversation. I look out in the audience and I see people's eyes, not glazing over, but just I could tell they were not with us. And I stopped. Do you remember this? Yes, I I do. I stopped taping, and I say, "Okay, everybody, stop. Do you all understand what we're talking about? I said, we're talking about anatomy of the spirit. And a woman stood up and said, no, we really don't. What are you talking about spirit? You're not sure? So spirit is a foreign concept here? Spirit is
0: a foreign concept, sort of to uh, away from me or more religious.
1: Spirit is religious to me,
0: to what you. I think of
1: that. You stopped to explain what we meant by spirit. Can you do that again for I... all of our super soul family?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I sure can. I think this—the uh, way to understand your spirit is that it's the part of you that is seeking meaning and purpose. That's one way someone can relate to that. Another way to understand spirit is that it's the part of you that feels um that is drawn to hope that's one way to understand spirit the part of you that that is is drawn drawn to hope. hope everyone can relate to that right the part of your spirit that is simply drawn to hope that will not given to despair, uh-huh. the part of you that has to believe in goodness, yeah, that uh-huh. has to believe in something more. It's the light of you. It's the light of you. Yeah. But, but light needs to have a word. Like, what does that feel like? It feels like hope. feels like hope. It feels like grace. Okay, it feels that's like really love. clear. I got that. Everyone can get that. Yeah. Because nobody wants to be hopeless. It's the part that says, no, 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 I got to have hope. That's
1: a tweetable quote there. Your spirit is a part of you that feels like hope.
2: Yep. There mm-hmm. it is. Tweet, tweet. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. And, and everyone says, I, I get that. I get that. I get that. Okay. You say in Anatomy of
1: Spirit, page 170, from a spiritual perspective, in fact, the entire physical world is nothing more than our classroom. But the challenge to each of us in this classroom is will you make the choices that you make to enhance your spirit or those that drain your power yeah yeah I that's love that you said that cuz I had just earlier today was explaining to someone that I think the world is a whole classroom and probably I read it in this book 15 <laughs> years ago and I'm now taking that on to be my own explanation but that's how I see the world it's as true. this super classroom and that's why the idea of what we do on this channel life class mm-hmm. I you know using other people's life as a life as a class using your life as a
2: class is so mm. stimulating to me well, that's the whole, and, and seeing So this your whole, is the earth school. It is an earth school. Mm-hmm. It is an earth school. And if you saw everything about your life as a learning, as a lesson, yeah. as I'm looking for truth, I'm, I'm looking for, is does this drain power? Is Am I empowering with every choice I make, I'm either choosing to grace somebody or withhold it, to give power or to take it back? If, if people understand that every single thing, I'm either going to learn something from this or I'm not. Hmm. So every single choice we make is either going
1: to enhance the spirit That's right. or it's going to drain totally. the spirit.
2: There's nothing in between. There is nothing in between. What one choice? Well, give me one choice that could be in between. There isn't. There isn't. There isn't. There isn't. Uh, another
1: way to say that is either you're either walking in the direction of love or you're walking away totally. from it. You're walking to fear, right? And
2: there is no other choice. Mm-hmm. But even if, even if you thought, even if you're in a grocery store and you're thinking, should I buy this or not? And your gut says, you know you can't eat that. Mm-hmm. You, and you decide, I'm not going to listen to that voice. Right there, even in that tiny thing, you've walked toward fear. Wow. Because you've, yes. blocked, you've blocked your intuitive so voice. So every
1: day in the smallest of ways and the largest of ways, Yeah,
2: we're either giving
1: ourselves power or taking away from it. I get that. I get that. I get that. You said back in 1998, I'm not born here to have a personality. I'm born here to have a spirit. And you say that each of us is born with a purpose for being alive. You call that and actually wrote a book called Sacred Contracts. Right. The Sacred Contract is the reason you were born. Mm-hmm. Then if it is the reason you were born, why are so many people confused about what the contract says? <laughs>
2: <laughs> because you know what? It's first, a contract's not a literal document. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing we have to understand. Right? Our sacred contract is a what we could think of as a spiritual document that our soul recognizes, okay? I love that. A A spiritual spiritual document document
1: that our our soul
2: soul recognizes. recognizes.
1: Sometimes I have to repeat it to get it, you
2: know, to push it all the way through. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know how we say things like, I just have to be true to myself. Yes, yeah. And if someone said, you know, like, what does that mean? You say, there's something I know I was meant to do. There's something I know. I mean, Abraham Lincoln felt that way. That mm. All these great people who've always said, there's something I know. I know I was meant to do. That knowingness is what the soul understands. I was born, and it was for a purpose. You have agreements, fundamental agreements that you simply feel. You can't, you can't put your finger on them because they reveal themselves to you. Within the context of your life, through coincidence, through synchronicity, mm-hmm. through, through obligations you can't get out of, mm-hmm. through mad love you can't stop no matter what you do. That was your sacred contract. These are all parts of it. Parts of your sacred contract. parts of it that together form the whole of your contract, yeah.
1: You say, many people are confused or completely in the dark about their reason for living. Right. That's what
2: I was saying. How can, how can you be so confused about your reason for being here? You know why? Because they define it by what they want versus what they have. Oh, this is the thing that
1: you say that I love the most. Well, lots of things I love the most, but OK. You say that people suffer when they pursue a life or chase a dream that doesn't belong to them. There.
2: There you there go. It is.
1: There it is. There you go. You said it.
2: You know. I I mean, yeah. (laughs) Explain what you mean by that, though. I thought that was so profound. Absolutely. Well, you know, you they people get fixated on something, Mm. and they have to have it, or especially
1: in this culture of literally American Idol. Exactly,
2: American Idol. We call it that. Even that. And that's exactly even the the name. Even the name. The very idea of that. Something that 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 That... doesn't belong to you. That life doesn't belong to you. Yes. But in this, but in our society, we're taught to imitate something, to want something that doesn't belong and to us, and that is what causes the suffering. And yes, because and,
1: you you're pursuing a life that really even wasn't meant for you. Right. So then the question becomes: How do you know what is the life or the path that is meant for you?
2: Well, um, th- you know that is not so difficult as people think. Yeah. First of all, it's not. It's really, really not. Well, oh, that's as... the big
1: question, though. Yeah, it is. If you can answer that this Sunday morning, you are good. <laughs> 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 I'm going to take a break and come back and let you answer that, because okay. I want you to collect all. I, the... I will do that. OK,
0: good. OK. I will do okay. that.
1: Coming up, lots more tweetable moments. If you have life, you have purposes. Tweet, it's... tweet. Yes. <laughs> when Super Soul Sunday returns. Tweet, tweet. Okay, so how do you know that's the big big I question? Know, I know. Okay, how do you know you're on the right path? You were saying that it's not as hard as we may think.
2: No, it's not. Okay. It's not at all.
1: Okay, before
2: Are, you answer that,
1: does everybody <laughs> before you answer that does everybody have a path?
2: Totally. That is the best path for them. Everyone has a path. No one falls from a tree without. Yeah. Just right. So there's nobody here on Earth whose life doesn't have a
1: purpose or a path. Correct. Correct.
2: Absolutely, no one. Okay. If you have life, you have purpose. Okay. That's and and and, you know, as an exercise on the aside. That's a good tweet. If you have life, you have purpose. Tweet tweet. (laughs)
1: That's a good one. If you have life, you have have purpose. purpose. And that is true of every, every one of the everything. seven billion of us. Totally. It yeah. can't
2: be otherwise. And this is why I absolutely love studying the work of the mystics. Because this is what's so extraordinary. The tiniest, tiniest truth is, is the same at the big level. If you have life, one in drop of life, one, one atom is as purposeful as our planet. Wow. What is in one is in the whole. Wow! It can't be otherwise.
1: It cannot. Now, you Now I knew that, and I say that, but I just got that in a different way. Makes me want to weep. It does. Yeah, the the, the magnitude of that makes me want to weep. It cannot be
2: otherwise. Yeah, isn't that something? You cannot take this one atom out and say, it is separate from the whole. You cannot. I cannot take you out and say, you are separate from the whole. Yeah, I know that. There it is. I know that. I know that. You you just reminded me. Really, it, yeah. it goes to
1: your soul? It goes to my soul.
2: And, mm-hmm. and someone says, well, how do I find my life purpose? I first say to you, you've never lost your life purpose. OK, now we're going to get over that in a minute. Number two, <laughs> okay. I have to say to you, "Yeah, have no judgments about your life, no expectations, and give up the need to know what happens tomorrow. Have no judgments. No expectations. No expectations. And give up the need to know what happens tomorrow. And give up the need. To know what happens tomorrow. Tweet, tweet on that too. Okay, I need you to be fully present, just fully present, and to appreciate all that is in your life right now. Just no right matter now. where it is. No matter where it is, no matter what it is, to appreciate fully. And what a person does. I is can't th- pay my bills. I lost my job. Okay.
1: I mean, I'm I'm
2: speaking right. for no, people I know. who are watching. Who are I? Yeah. Absolutely. Still, I would say to these people. I'm in the depths of despair. You are in the depths of despair. And still I need to say to you. You need to say to me. um, You had your life focused on something that didn't belong to you and a path that didn't belong to you. Yes, you did or you wouldn't be here. You locked in on something that did not belong to you. Someone that didn't belong to you. You didn't let go of a yesterday that didn't belong to you. You hung on to a rage that did belong to you and you wouldn't let it go. You lost track of being here. And that is true. Or this is what you did.
1: A track of being here now.
2: Or something happened to you and you said this, it shouldn't have. Mm. And you never got over it. Mm. One of those things happened and you said it shouldn't have happened to me. I promise you that happened. When someone finally said, it's not my life. I I don't know how I lost my purpose. No, you didn't. You did not lose your purpose. What you lost was this sense that you thought certain things shouldn't happen to you, and they did. As if you were excluded from the ordinary, everyday things of life, and you can't get over it. So to live with no judgment. No expectation. And no expectation? Yeah, no expectation. In the sense, think about this, expectations are that certain things should not happen to you that happen to ordinary people. I got it. People hold the idea of being ordinary in absolute contempt please god make me anything but not ordinary uh huh right
1: yes, yes 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 and
2: because they do that they 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 feel like they should be protected from ordinary things that's right so when something like happens like an illness poverty any kind of catastrophe i can't believe this happened to me well, right would, so so many people right. spend so much time
1: right. in the shock right. they never get to move through the other stages right
2: because they're stuck in I can't believe this This happened happened to me. me. And who did you think it was going to happen to? Them? Them. The person across the street? And it makes them think, I must be on the wrong path. Yeah. And why is that? Because something bad happened to you? Yeah. Something you thought was bad? What if it was the best thing that ever happened? One of the stories I love to tell, which is St. Augustine, an old story from Mm -hmm. St. Augustine, when this man said to Augustine, I've been praying, praying, praying for, for what? Gold. And why do you want gold? Because I'm poor. And what, what else? But what would you do with it? He says, Augustine says to him, tell me about your life. He says, well, I have family and I have food and I have friends. And he said, that sounds like gold to me. He says, but I don't have real gold. And Augustine said, well, what would you do with it? Well, I would hire my friends and they would work for me and then I wouldn't have to work. And Augustine said, hmm, well, I can understand why God hasn't given you gold. Why? because it would turn your heart into into someone bitter, and you would abuse your friends. And I can see why God has been so fair and just by not giving you the answer to your prayer, by not giving you what you think you want. Mm. He's protected you from the worst of you and given you the best of you. But is God always fair and just? Life on Earth will never be fair the way we want it to be. Mm -hmm. It will never be for every one cause there's one effect. Mm -hmm. There's not. For every, there's millions of causes and millions of effects for every single breath we take. You don't
1: recognize that every choice you've ever made in your life is leading to whatever decision you're making in any given moment.
2: And not only that, that for every one choice we make, we're actually making thirty because of our emotions are making a choice, our mind is making a choice, our hearts making choices, yeah, our yeah, 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 our yeah. unconscious is making. So every moment we're probably making five hundred million choices.
1: Okay. Okay. I got a really good question. Yeah. But I'm gonna take a break this. Oh. <laughs> really good. You though. are. It's really you're good. good. Really good.
2: Coming up, when your life path begins to harm you, you've taken a detour.
1: You know, I just had an aha listening to you. I love it when that happens to me. Be sure to keep in touch on Facebook and Twitter. I want to hear what y'all are thinking about Miss Carolyn Mace this Sunday. Super Soul Sunday will be right back. So let me get back to the question I know everybody wants answered. That was really profound, what you said, about trying to hold on to what is not yours. So how do you know when you are on the right path? And what dream belongs to you? Or what husband
2: belongs to you? Or what job belongs to you? You you know you're on the right path. Here's your clue. You're You're not put in a position to betray yourself. You don't betray yourself anymore. You don't, you're not put in a position where you feel like um, you have to negotiate your sense of integrity, Mm. which is an act of betrayal. Your heart, an act of betrayal. Mm -hmm. You don't feel like you have to compromise who you are. Mm -hmm. It feels right. You can fully, I got that. It's like if you're at a job,
1: you know you're really gifted and talented, People are not paying you for what you value yourself to be. You come into work every day feeling like I'm, I'm really not valued, I'm not being respected for what I do, or my boss is unkind, or whatever the situation right. might right. be. There's an unease right. with you. That's right. Yeah. And so when you have more respect for yourself, put yourself in a position where you can you know, feel your sense of value or worth, right. that turns
2: around. That's right. And that's how you know. You know. You know because you don't feel like this isn't costing me my power. This isn't costing me my psyche. This isn't costing me my soul. Okay, this is really good. This This isn't costing me my sense of I I don't feel confused in some deep level. I'm not drained. I, I can be tired after a day's work, but I'm not psychically drained where I feel like I'm losing life. And losing myself. And losing That's myself. That's what a lot of people say. I'm losing myself. I'm losing myself. myself. Okay. Why? Because I'm, I'm betraying myself in some way. What is the difference?
1: Because I have a lot of married friends. I've interviewed a lot of people over the years who are married. And everybody talks about how difficult, how, you know, it's work, a relationship, is work, it's work, it's work. What is the difference between betraying yourself and compromising because that's what right. you have to do to get along.
2: I'd say that a compromise. Mm-hmm. Compromise is when you willingly, 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 and out of love say, you know, all right, a little this, a little that, a little this, a little that. But in a compromise, you don't go away feeling like I've betrayed myself. I've betrayed myself. I've allowed myself, I've, I've, put poison in my mouth here. Okay, it it goes back to exactly what you said earlier, uh, that
1: every choice is either going to enhance your spirit Mm -hmm. or it's going to drain your spirit. So if you have been compromised to the point where you feel drained
2: or depleted, then you've betrayed yourself. You have. I mean, and, and the numbers of times someone will say to themselves. I want to get out of this circumstance, but I'm too afraid to take care of myself. So I will lie about how happy I am in this marriage. I I will put up a front. I will lie about this. But they're betraying everything that's in their heart. They're betraying everything. When they say to me, am I on the right path? Here's what's true. You're on your right path. You're just not managing it that well right now. You're never
1: on the wrong path? You're never
2: on the wrong path. You're just not managing it well. You're making choices that are harming you. Uh And that's why it's hurting right now. You're making unwise choices, and your intuition is trying to tell you that. You're making unwise choices, including the path that you're on right right now. And the way you're managing the path you're on, and it's harming you. Okay. And when your life path begins to harm you, then we have to sit back and say, you've taken a detour. You know, I just had an aha listening
1: to you. I love it when that happens to me. Um, I've often thought that, uh, and it's because of your use of the word betrayal, I've often thought, having experienced being betrayed by uh, a close member of my family years ago, Mm. thinking that was the worst, that there's no nothing worse than being betrayed. And just hearing you talk about it today, I think there's nothing worse than betraying yourself. That the worst, most ultimate betrayal is the betrayal to
2: yourself. You're right. Yeah. Especially conscious. When you have an opportunity to protect yourself, Yes. and you choose otherwise, oh, oh. that's hard. That is hard. That, that's brutal.
1: You're right. And it's brutal because it, it, it's you saying to God, saying to the forces, to universal energy, that you're not worth protecting.
2: I think in some cases, you're saying you're not worth protecting. And the other one is saying you are no different than the people who hurt you. Big, big. What's the difference between those people who hurt you and what you are doing to yourself? That is so big. I am going to take a commercial break.
1: That is big. (laughs) Coming up, I hear that people say to you all the time, can you give me a prayer? Can you give me a prayer that works?
2: (laughs) That works. You got something here that works.
1: Prayer, what it is and what it is not may change the way you think about it. Back in a moment. How does grace work works like this um, oh this is good we're gonna get the answer to that
2: question do you ever have that in an argument with someone where you got so fired up and you thought oh I could just say this yeah all and and listen a voice says you sure you want to do that yeah you sure you want to say that yeah because it's a game-changer if you right. say that yeah, that's, right. that's grace that's grace
1: the grace that comes in and says, yeah. Don't say that, because you can never take it back. You can never take it back. Yeah, there's some places in an argument. Everybody who's married knows this.
2: The voice that comes in and says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prevent you from doing something really ruinous right now, that's grace. Here's grace. Grace is the kind of thing that comes in and says, you'll be all right, and goes away. Grace is the kind of thing that says, put your hand on that person just for a minute. Mm-hmm. And you could feel an energy go through you and an energy calm them down. Yep. And it doesn't give you an explanation. No. It just says, when you f- are flushed with worry and you think, "Am I going to be all right?" and then you suddenly know, "Yes. Yes, you are." Okay. Now, I I
1: I tend to think that I live in the space of grace. I just feel that, I I just feel that I'm flooded with it all the time. I see it. All the, I, I literally see it mm-hmm. all the time. And then sometimes exactly what you described also happens. But I feel that are we not in a constant state
2: of grace? Grace is a power that comes in and transforms a moment to something better. Ooh, love that. OK. Yeah. It transforms this moment to something better, and it takes us with it. So let's talk about prayer. What does the word prayer mean to you? Oh. I love prayer so much. Um, Prayer is truly um, that inner, it's an inner mystical awakening. To me, prayer is so many things. Prayer is dialogue with God. Mm. Okay? It's not petition. You know, most people know prayer through petition prayer. Can I have? Can I want? Yeah, yeah. You know, can I have more stuff? Where's my stuff? But that's not Really, the holiness of prayer. A prayer is when you withdraw from your five senses. I close my eyes and I close, close my ears and I withdraw, and I go into a world where rational thought no longer commands and distracts my intellect. Where rational thought no, no longer commands me. Okay. Where I go inside. And I think about, like, uh, there's a Catholic saint I'm, I'm very enchanted by, uh, named Teresa of Avila. Here, Here's one of her prayers. Hover over me, God. Hover. Hover over me, God. Remind me you're there. Hover over me, God. Mm-hmm. I don't need more than that. What that does is it just reminds me, reminds me of everything, reminds me, be kind to that person. Be kind. Kindness is much better than anything else. Be kind. Yeah. You know, my favorite line is
1: actually from Marianne Williamson in her daily prayer. I think it's called a morning prayer from Illuminata. And there's a line that says, please enter. Yeah. where you already abide right yeah but isn't that beautiful yeah please enter where you already absolutely abide. so isn't it interesting that i hear, hear that people say to you all the time can you give me a prayer can you give me a prayer that works
2: <laughs> that works you got yeah. something here that works you know, right? <laughs> they want magic yeah they want magic they want to take what they have and they want to get what they want and 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 prayer is truly saying, you know, there's a lot more pain that comes from answered prayers than unanswered ones. I got news for you. How so? Because if people really got what they wanted, they would be in deep grief. This is why, you know how they say, be careful what you pray for? You might get it. Yes. There is a lot of wisdom to saying, I trust. I just trust. I don't know what is in my own best interest. No judgment, no no expectation. expectation. And give up the need need to to know know why things happen as they do.
1: Now what you're saying really sounds beautiful. And I know that if you are not in the habit of practicing being in the now and accepting what is, it's confusing when you first hear it. That's Mm -hmm. why when we come back, I want you to clarify, what is the difference between accepting what is and being able to move on in your life with grace and accepting what what is and having no ambition and then you just never do anything because <laughs> i just... Right, right. What I'm can just, you change yeah, and what do you accept? That's right. That's what I want to know because sure. a lot of people think, well, then, so I should just do nothing. I should right. just sit around and be in the now all day long. We'll be <laughs> right back. What
2: are you back. doing? I'm in the now? I'm in the now. <laughs> I'm now <now-ing. laughs> We'll be right back. Coming up, how to tap into your intuition. This is the voice of your conscience. It's the voice of your consciousness. It's the voice of your gut instinct.
1: And we'll go soul to soul with Carolyn Mace. What is your definition of God? Super Soul Sunday will be right back. What is the difference between I'm going to accept and not Mm -hmm. resist because I have learned that what you, what you resist only shows up more. That's right. Yeah. You're just building the muscle for that thing that you, you don't want. What is the difference between knowing how to surrender the thing and knowing when to surrender
2: mm-hmm.
1: and... And doing nothing.
2: And doing nothing. A person has to try. A person has to put their energy into their own life and their own effort. You, you have to do that. Yeah. We have an intuitive voice in us. We have a, we are born intuitive. We are, we are so intuitive that it's actually for most people the source of their greatest suffering, all right? That inner guidance tells us. Um, I'm just going to let you, I don't even know what you mean by that.
1: How is your intuition, your intuitiveness, the, the, the cause of your greatest suffering? I think it would be
2: the opposite. Oh, no. No? No, it isn't, Oprah. It's actually the source of people's greatest suffering. Why? Because... Um, People hear when they've betrayed themselves. People are very much aware when they are not honest with themselves. Okay. People, it's that voice that says you shouldn't have said that. You
1: know that's not right. Or you're still with this person, and you're, you know you right. should have left 20 totally. years ago. Yeah.
2: This is the voice of your conscience. It's the voice of your consciousness. It's the voice of your gut instinct. Okay, okay, it's okay. the voice. It's the voice you don't want to hear. That never turns off. Okay. And when you follow this voice and you push, this is the part that says you should push and you should do this. Um, So it's the part that keeps us moving and turning the wheel of our life. It's also the part that says you've done as much as you could now. This is it. You've done everything you can. So it's the part that will say that's as far as you can go. It will guide you. It will say this is it.
1: So what you're saying is is exactly what I've always believed and how I've operated. The being able to accept lives with, within the range of doing all that you can do. That's and when right. you have done everything right. that you can do, that's you right. surrender it. That's it. Let it go. That's right. To the power and energy that's greater than yourself. That's it. That's what you
2: do. That's right. You got to give it your all. Give it your all. Give it your all, give it your best, and this inner voice.
1: And then not be attached to the totally. outcome. Totally.
2: You got it. That's it.
1: So, did you always know these things? Were you intuitively attuned to knowing these I things? Was, I, was
2: bored, I was very intuitive from all my whole life, yeah, yes.
1: Yeah, Your yeah. mother saw it in you. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. 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 When I went to the world of medical intuition, and uh, that whole life began. Then my inner world developed very rapidly, very clearly along a certain line, and it just has been that ever since.
1: Okay, let's go to the, the big questions. I, okay. I mean, you already answered big all the big questions. I, those were oh, the big questions. Give me the
2: big question.
1: Okay, what is your definition of God?
2: Why? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, law. To me, God is law. I've never heard that before. Total. God to me is mystical law because law is the nature of um, the universe. It is
1: cons- the order of things. The
2: order. It's it's it's, How? it's um, universal. It is consistent. It is the nature of life. And the negotiating principle with mystical laws is prayer. That's what makes them intimate. Miracle is when God bends these laws for you in an intimate way. And that's a miracle. Mm. Well, I've never heard that before. I'm not sentimental about God. I do not personalize God with emotion, like love. And I don't go there and god's not a he or no, a her no, or a... no it's a complete legal s- transcendent cosmic force force yeah. do you personalize ever and make intimate is god ever intimate with you you know it's strange totally intimate and totally cosmic both simultaneously
1: wow that's a good god yeah it's yeah. not bad yeah. i'd
2: market it yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Coming up, do you have good days and bad days,
2: too? Like regular folks? Oh, come on. I take my calendar, bad day, good day, bad day, (laughs) good day.
1: And then we find some breathing space in the waving tall grass of a Kansas prairie. Super Soul Sunday will be right back. Have you always considered yourself spiritual, or was there a moment, an aha, an epiphany,
2: a revelatory experience? No. no? I've always, you know, I was so lucky. I, I, I was so ridiculously lucky. No, I was blessed. Blessed. I'll take the word luck out. No luck. I was blessed. Totally blessed. Yeah. I never had that.
1: From the t- your earliest memory, yeah, you were always well, connected to. Me-
2: well, I grew up in a house where my parents always said prayers literally at night with us. Mm-hmm. I had a little picture of an angel above my bed, and, and then I, I was educated, you know. You were it, raised Catholic. Raised Catholic. Are you still practicing Catholic? Um, you know what? Do you know what Oscar Wilde said? No. I'm not going to, I don't go to that place because they have all those gargoyles and all that other stuff. I, I don't live like a Catholic, but I'm going to die like one. Um. <laughs> 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 and that's what's true. That's what's true. What do you think
1: happens when we die?
2: Well, I think our bodies obviously die. All life I observe the law. All life dies. All physical life dies. I don't and think And it's we,
1: transformed into totally, another form of I energy. I don't think
2: we're afraid of death. I actually think one of the functions of grace is that we're, we are not afraid of death when it actually shows itself. Yeah, I think what we're afraid of is how we are going to die. We're not afraid of death. Because if you... Interesting. We're not, we've never been afraid of death. We're terrified of dying. The process, who isn't? I don't care to disintegrate mm-hmm. and, and, and go through some kind of horrible death. Neither do you. Neither does your family members. We don't want to say goodbye to each other. We don't want to look at each other in the face and say, fare thee well. I'll meet you on the other side. Right. We don't want to say that. That's heartbreaking. But we're not afraid to be dead because it's not possible. I assure you that. I promise you that. I promise
1: you. Yeah, I wouldn't have said that too in Leaves of Grass, that we complain about it, complain about it, but it may be the most exciting thing that's ever happened, actually, on the other side. All right, finish this sentence. All right. I believe in God. Love is beautiful,
2: healing, perfect. The person I most want to be proud of me is? I think my mom. She's been my greatest sidekick, and I love her dearly. I am ready to forgive. That would be myself from some... Not-so-hot choices I've made in this life. Mm. And you're ready to forgive? I work on it. I'll get there. Yeah. As a
1: spiritual leader and teacher, one would think that you never have problems and that you're always in the flow and that you're connected to the law. Do you have good days and bad days, too, like regular oh, folks? Oh, come yeah. on. Oh, come on. Oh,
2: come on. I, t- I take my calendar, bad day, good day, bad day, <laughs> good day.
1: Absolutely. Are you kidding? Is there oh, something yeah. you're still striving for, or are you able to operate in that flow of grace most of the time?
2: I get back to center a lot easier. Mm. I absolutely do. I hold myself accountable, totally accountable. If I, if I slip up, I do not take it out on. I don't say it's someone else's fault. I hold myself, my own feet to the fire. I absolutely do. Um, I'm real good about that. You know that? And I'm really good about also owning that I've become pretty, pretty good person. You know, I think of myself now as like fine wine. I've had a, I've reached that point in my life where I feel like, It's time for me to treat myself better. So you're going to actually practice what you
1: teach. Totally. And give back to yourself more in this next
2: next decade. I am. Yeah. That's great.
1: You got it. Yeah. And I'm going to take my lesson from you. So I'm taking my cues from you. All right. Okay. You got it. Show me the way. All right. All right. You promise. You promise. You got it. That was great. In this week's Breathing Space, We watch the sunrise over the Kansas prairie, a preserved plot of earth, undisturbed, growing wild in its natural state. Bison roam free, grazing on endless fields of native grass. It has looked this way for hundreds of years. Here, the horizon is everything. Watching storms brew in the distance gives us a new perspective. As you watch the tall grass blowing here in the wind, consider your own natural state, your intuitive self and trust that you're on the right path. See you next Sunday.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Authentic Service Group, an organization empowering young adults to explore their potential and achieve success genuinely through virtual life and leadership coaching, community engagement, and networking events for emerging leaders in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and beyond. For more information, visit AuthenticServiceGroup.org. No matter what life throws your way, you got this. Hey there, welcome to the energy reading for episode 11. <laughs> I'm so grateful to have you here. Gentle reminder if this isn't your first time, and a heads up if it is, these are general collective readings rather than being one-on-one, so it's possible what comes through may not apply to you, and that's okay. That just means the guidance in this particular reading might be messages that someone else out there needs to hear, and maybe the next one will be for you. You have permission to take what resonates from this reading and leave what doesn't. Before we get started, let's all just take a deep breath. Alrighty. (laughs) That felt good. I've got my energy all set on my end. And if you need a minute to get the energy right on your end, feel free to pause and do what you got to do and come back when you're ready. I've already blessed and shuffled the card decks I'm using for our reading today. We've got the Universal Weight Tarot by A.E. Waite and Pamela Coleman-Smith. Angels and Ancestors Oracle by Kyle Gray, and the Wild Unknown Archetypes Oracle by Kim Kranz. Ooh. <laughs> so let's see what's in the cards for us today. Okie dokie. I'm kicking us off with the Universal Tarot, as always. <laughs> if you're new the noise you're hearing in the background there you go that's me do okay (laughs) well there we go that's me doing additional shuffling of the cards and that's so we get random messages from spirit that fly out for us um i got two cards from the universal tarot i got the king of swords ooh, and the ace of swords okay so i'm just seeing this they're both swords um this is actually really interesting, because the ace of swords that's kinda like, that 's kind of that that 's the number one if you will that 's like the starting point, and then the king of swords that 's kind of the highest you can go um, as far as like the swords element is concerned in tarot so that 's really interesting um, let 's see what we get from the angels and the ancestors and the way that i'm i 'm doing this is i 've got the two cards from the universal tarot and and the reason why I'm just moving along after that is because I'm considering that like my first pair or set of of ones (laughs) kind of like that visual representation painting that picture of having an 11 there and then for my second pair or set of ones (laughs) Um, or that second 11 visually for me, I'm going to get one of the angels and ancestors cards and then, yeah, close it with one of the wild unknown archetypes cards. So we'll have four cards for our reading today, but it represents for me as the reader visually 11, <laughs> Okay. Cool. Oh, uh, you know what? I, we got, I guess we can consider this a bonus card. I'm going to actually keep that down, but I thought just one card came out, but two came out. Uh, we got the hermit, Re- uh, retreat, we can't, <laughs> retreat and recharge. <laughs> um, I'm going to wait to flip over that little bonus card that we got from the angels and ancestors, but Last but not least, we have the Wild Unknown Archetypes, and this is my circular deck. I really enjoy <laughs> using this one during readings. I've only used it for one other reading so far in the show, but yeah, the, so if you're returning, you'll already know what I'm about to say, but the artwork <laughs> on these cards, it's gorgeous. Um, props to Kim Kranz, and uh, yeah, these are a lot of fun to shuffle. <laughs> so let's see what we get for our final message from Spirit. There we go. Okay, we have ooh, we have the riddle. Okay, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna wait to flip over that last card. so. Let's start with the tarot, king of swords and ace of swords. So I, I already mentioned how this is a pretty interesting dynamic, having the ace and the king. It, it's almost like this shows some sort of a progression. That's what I see. Um, or even, you know, kind of evolution of some sort. And with swords being thoughts and mindset and, and even communication, uh, you know, that could apply as well maybe you've experienced quite a lot of growth <laughs> in that arena. You know, you went from the Ace of Swords to, to the King of Swords. Um, and with the Hermit card, Retreat and Recharge being here, and then the Riddle being here from the Archetypes, I mean, I mean, you do have to be in that sword energy in order to even think through some sort of riddle. And and with this card uh, coming out, what this tells me is whoever I'm picking up on, if this resonates for you, this is just confirmation that either you're currently going through, have gone through, maybe you're anticipating this happening, but some sort of confusing situation in your life. And it could apply to any area of your life, but if, if this is resonating for you, maybe there's something going on where you're feeling a little confused. <laughs> like it's, it, it it's not a cut and dried situation. You really have to be logical and kind of think through how you're going to move. And so being in that swords energy is pretty crucial as well as hermit resting and recharging it's probably a combination of being in that hermit energy along with king of swords especially um that's how you're kind of working through this riddle of a challenge or a situation that that you're going through um the ace of swords with ace representing the number 1 that's about things starting um and so for this I think with this, it really does indicate something on the path toward becoming clear for you. That's how I'm picking up on this because of just the riddle piece and, and perhaps the confusion that you might be feeling in whatever area of your life. Yeah. And with the King of Swords, um, I mean, that represents, you know, sharp intellect, someone who's analytical highly ethical, perhaps authoritative. And so, yeah, again, kind of with that growth and progression of the Ace of Swords to the King of Swords, uh, perhaps in the past, um, this has been an opportunity, I think, for you to be a bit more stable mentally in situations like this, like the riddle. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you do make it kind of a regular thing to retreat and recharge, that's going to be how you're able to maintain that King of Swords energy, regardless of whatever riddle <laughs> you're going through. So that's interesting. I feel like that's a really kind of clear, again, you know, clarity. That That's how I see the Ace of Swords. But yeah, that's a very kind of clear and concise message from Spirit here. And then... This bonus card from the Angels and Ancestors. I'm um, going to flip it and see what we got. Um, ooh, the star ancestor, follow the voice of your soul. Okay. Ooh, that might be the answer to the riddle. <laughs> Um, if anyone's you know really feeling stuck so if you're in that hermit mode and you're it, especially in that king of swords energy you know and and ace of swords as well yeah, trying to gain clarity and solve this riddle i guess if this resonates for you, maybe this is this is what it is. follow the voice of your soul and so it's it, kind of like intuition, <laughs> which came up quite a lot um during our episode yeah and so I think that's actually a really great final message. Follow the voice of your soul. Um, really trust your intuition and dig deep as far as what it is that would be the right thing to do, feel, say, etc., to get yourself out of this riddle um, and on, I think, a, a, a clear path for yourself and maybe even for others. Okay, I'm gonna... I'm going to stop there. <laughs> I hope this was helpful um, for whoever needed to hear it. it yeah, the, this reading's already a, a little bit shorter than what we've done. And that's a good thing. So going to end it here. I hope everyone has a great week. Um, before I close out. If none of this resonated for you again, that's okay. Uh, It just means that this was a reading for someone else out there, or perhaps this is giving you insight into what someone you know is going through. So yeah, maybe the next reading will be for you. Anyway, (laughs) hope everyone has a great week. Thanks so much for tuning in and holding space. I really appreciate it. We will talk soon. (laughs) Take care.